Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Speak today to Chris Taylor, who's the CEO of Great Bear Resources, a TSXB explorer with a market cap of 700 million. Yeah, you heard that right. Very unconventional and humble uh, group. They decided very early on they're not going to follow convention by issuing a main resource, despite what the banks wanted. Um, that was also a uh, similar thinking when they decided to set up a royalty for the benefit of shareholders. So for them, it's drill, drill, drill. High-grade results coming out regularly uh, in news releases. We expect them to be drilling more this year once COVID restrictions have uh, got out of the way. Uh, we speak to Chris about the business plan, how he hopes to develop the company, and why he thinks there's a lot more to come. Enjoy the podcast. Chris, how are you doing, sir? Matthew, I am doing excellent, uh, as you might imagine. So uh, thanks for speaking with me. No, no, well, yeah, it's been a while. I haven't spoken since last May. You've been a busy boy. Uh, markets are loving what you're doing, but and you're going to tell us a little bit about how you how you did it and uh, what the future looks like. But first, give us that one minute obligatory elevator pitch and we'll pick it up from there. All right. Well, uh, Great Bear Resources, uh, trading on the Toronto Venture Exchange. The uh, symbol is GBR, uh, just like Great Britain, another excellent country of which uh, my forebears may have originated. Uh, so Great Bear is a uh, gold-focused explorer in uh, in Canada. Uh, so we have a project in the Red Lake District of Ontario. Red Lake is one of the high-grade mining capitals of the world. And we have found a very large gold system just south of town uh, beside the highway, uh, which has yielded a series of very exciting gold discoveries over the last few calendar years and that's led to very impressive growth of the company and a lot of benefit to our shareholders. Just a bit, just a bit. This is one of these interviews which I, I come across I, probably a handful in the last two years. Yeah, enjoy that drink. Is that water? It's a, it's a green tea actually. Green tea. You know? And the mug. The mug is very appropriate for investing. I like in it. I like it. I like what you've yeah. done there. I'll have to send you one of ours. Um, <laughs> so this this company, like I say, it's one of those companies that there's probably a handful over the last two years that we've we've interviewed where people have done what they said they're going to do. Okay, I'm interested in how you've gone about doing that one because there's no there's no doubt a big the big one of the big success stories um, in in the market over the last eighteen months for sure, um, and we'll get on to that, but. Can you just talk us through what's happened since last May? When I spoke to you last, share price was about three bucks. It was drill, drill, drill. You had some thoughts about how you wanted to do this thing. So what what has happened since I last spoke to you? What have the hurdles been? What have you learned along the way to get you to where you are today? Which last time I looked was about nearly 15 bucks. So what made the stock go up five times since we were talking a year ago? Yes, sir. Uh, I guess that's your question. Um, well, principally gold results coming out of the ground. Uh, you know, philosophically, though, with Great Bear, we do some things a bit differently. So, um, you know, the first thing that we did differently was we didn't care about the pre-existing model for gold mineralization in the Red Lake area. It was not relevant to us. Uh, we just followed the gold, followed the data on the project, and that's how we made the discoveries that we've made. So under um, the gentle ministrations of our VP exploration, Bob Singh. Uh, it's a data-driven approach. We don't skip any steps. We assay drill holes top to bottom, oriented drill core. Uh, it's really a science-driven exploration approach. And that means that right from the get-go, when we got involved in the project, you know, we had predecessors that had even drilled 
high grade gold on our project in our main discovery zone, but because it wasn't in the right rocks, they had not assayed it. And high grade gold had sat unassayed and unrecorded in the core boxes for more than a decade. So because we didn't care about the pre-existing model, we found the gold, we began tracking down multiple zones and we kept with the science focused approach and that has delivered uh, those kind of really good results. Like recently, some of the drilling that we've done recently, I mean, it is similar to the famous high grade zone discovery at the main Red Lake Gold Mine. I mean, we drilled recently 15 grams per ton over 45 meters right from surface, <laughs> which is pretty unprecedented, including uh, that included like a meter of 570 odd grams. But, you know, the point being that this is a massive gold target that we found, but it's right to surface. So, you know, back in the Red Lake area more than 20 years ago, Rob McEwen at Gold Corp, founding Gold Corp as the multi-billion dollar company it is, found this type of material, but they found it at one kilometer vertical depth. We have found the same kind of stuff right from surface in a new package of rocks that are obviously highly prospective. So science first, think outside the box, uh, support the scientific team, support, support the discovery process. And that's why we are where we are today. And I, I kind of want to help some people who are perhaps new to this story. Unbelievable, but there may be. Um, the unconventional thinking from day one, which was we don't, we're not going to bother getting a, a maiden resource out quickly. Forget that. We're going to drill, drill, drill. Something allowed you to be able to have that mentality. And was that a case of getting enough money in early? Uh, so that you could focus on the drilling and not have to worry about market and what the share price was doing all the time. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. People don't often ask me that question, but it's an important part of our philosophy is when the market understands that you need to finance, you're at the um, you're on puppet strings with the financiers. So the company will dance to their tune. Uh, in our case, we've made sure that we keep enough money in the treasury that we have the optionality at all times to have the drill program, the exploration program proceed as we want it to proceed. And, you know, that's why recently, I mean, we were down to about $20 million in our treasury just last month, and we added another $33 million into the treasury. So we can drill uninterrupted until 2022. And that means that the market understands that we don't need to issue more shares to keep working and the value of each share can be as high as it will reach based on the results. Obviously, clearly, nice, cheap money relative uh, to even you know, to a year ago. Um, why 33? Why not 50? Why not 100? You know, how do you make these decisions? You know, what do you want to do here? Yeah, we, you know, we gauge it based on the amount of drilling that we need to do. This year, we will have completed more than 300 drill holes in 2020. Um, that'll be, uh, you know, that's going to be hundreds of drill holes in, in 2021, uh, probably another 500 or so. So we, ba we base the raises based on the, ex the expected expenditures, but we also keep the share count in mind. And one of the reasons Great Bear has done really well is because we haven't issued uh, stock dilutively. So we only have 50 million shares issued and outstanding right now, whereas most of our peers, some of them have 700 million shares out uh, by the time they get to our, our market capitalization. And that's strictly a function of how we built the company. Uh, you know, when I, when I put the company together with all these people, we wanted to make sure we kept the structure tight and management had to be aligned with the shareholder base in terms of how we were going to make money. We had to buy stock in the market and we had to buy it in the private placements just like everybody else. Talk to me about that one, because again, you're doing things unconventionally. I get everyone wants to have a tight share structure, everyone, 
but sometimes you just can't. So how have you managed to keep it so low for so long? Well, effectively, the the financings that we've done, uh, the one that we just did, uh, the flow through component, it's just a financing mechanism in Canada was seventeen dollars. Uh, the the hard dollar component was eleven dollars. The placement before that was eight dollars and fifty cents. The placement before that was five dollars and forty five cents. The placement before that was three dollars and fifty cents. The placement before that was a dollar forty five. So you can see that these are occurring at successively higher prices. They're successively less and less dilutive, and it makes sure that you know that share count stays low. The value of each individual share, we want that to perform as much as possible. So in the denominator of the value equation, you definitely want that number as low as you can in order to perform and reward each individual shareholder as much as possible. You know, nobody in Great Bear complains if they only have a thousand shares, it's still worth a great deal of money. So we'd like to keep it that way as long as possible. And now going forward, the dilution we need to do is so minimal that uh, the value prospects remain very good. Okay. You've always been a modest guy, but I want to, I, I need to dig a bit deeper here. I want to understand the sorts of conversations that you guys are having because there's, you've got a few substantial holders in there, Mr. McKeown being, being one of them. What are the conversations about? What do you think you've got here? And, you know, and how do you go, how do you go about delivering the end goal for you guys, wherever you think that may be, if you're, if you're happy to share that with us? Yeah. What we'd like to see is really, uh, We'd like to see the market begin to understand the size of the system that we've discovered here on the Dixie project. And right now, I mean, people look at the share price, but the market capitalization is still substantially lower than companies that have much smaller uh, gold discoveries than what we've made. So I'd like to see the value reflective of the scale of the discovery. That's something that we just continue to work on that, as we say, the proof is in the pudding. So just follow the gold results, follow the progress of the company and, uh, you know, Discoveries like this, if you want to compare apples to apples, you have to compare them to these really large sort of mines. Uh, you know, we compare them in Canada to the Hemlo discovery, which is a 20 million ounce producer. We obviously don't even have a resource yet, but you can see in the physical dimensions and the gold distribution that that could be a target that is possible for us to achieve. Uh, so you're looking at some of the largest mines in Canada as potential parallels, and those obviously would be worth multiples of where we are. We want to deliver that value to our shareholders, and the way we do that is no nonsense, drill it, the data will drive the value if the value is there. Okay, so you originally start off saying, you know, back in the early days, a year, year or so ago, 18 months ago, we're not, we're not going to come up with a maiden resource. We're going to drill, 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 gather data, understand what, what it is that we're sitting on top of here. But at some point, you've got to come up for air. You've got to give the market some sort of sense of when that point is, because you've got to stop drilling at some point. You've got to make a call, plant that flag and go, right, guys, here we go. Have you, can you give us a sense of what you're thinking about retiming? Um, and what's, what, what more data do you think you need to gather? Because you're going to have to stop at some point. Well, even, even this LP fault discovery that we've made right now, we're drilling as rapidly as we physically can, a five kilometer long by 500 meter deep panel along this thing. And that will require about 300 holes. So 
even uh, with three rigs operating on the project now, COVID has reduced us from five rigs to three rigs just because of staff availability. We'll be back up to five shortly. Um, it, it'll take a full year just to drill off that initial panel. And that's very shallow compared to all the other mines in the area that mine down to, you know, a kilometer and a half to two and a half kilometers depth. So you can see we're literally just scratching the surface. So we are trying to proceed as rapidly as possible, but the targets are so large that it takes years to drill these things off. So I could give you a resource right now uh, based on um, you know the drilling that we've done, but it wouldn't be reflective of the size of the system. And companies often make the mistake. Say, you know, if you were running a gold company and you had uh, say three or say 5 million ounces already defined, but you thought you had a 15 million ounce deposit, what would be the benefit to you and your shareholders by putting that number out right now when you know you're gonna deliver a much larger number six months from now or a year from now what we do at Great Bear, which is very different from most other companies, is we put every drill hole into the news releases and we put all the data onto the internet on our website. So anybody in the world can go and they can download every drill hole collar, location, uh, the dips, the azimuths, and they can reconstruct every drill hole that we've done in this LP fault target, our big target, and they can do their resource calculations as they want. I think you can see with the growth in the market uh, value of the company that people are beginning to understand that this is a major discovery and that value is accruing to shareholders. Be transparent. The best friend that you have when you have a major discovery like this is transparency because the data backs up the value and that's exactly what Great Bear does. There are very few companies around the world that do what we're doing. For, for sure, and uh, like, and obviously the market loves what you're doing. You know, market cap, seven, you know, 700, circa 700 uh, million Canadian. It's phenomenal for someone which has no resource, which is the kind of conventional way of thinking. And I buy your logic. I do, I do buy your logic. Um, but, you know, I, I, guess, I guess my question to you is, you know, are you under any pressure from major shareholders to maybe change your thinking, do things differently? Or are they happy to ride this out in perpetuity? Because, you know what I mean? It's like some point, some point you want to you buy yourself a, I don't know, something, whatever that may well, be. I think that the last thing our shareholders want us to do is really radically depart from the successful path that we're on right now. We will deliver a resource to the market. I mean, we've been messaging that it's going to come the initial one during 2021. I don't okay. know the exact date yet because okay. the more we find, the more zones that you find, the longer it takes to deliver those numbers to market because then you have to drill all those zones. And that's what we're in the process of. We keep finding more gold and we keep finding more gold within the zones that we already have. So it's um, one of these factors that's going extremely well, not in a rush to deliver it, but obviously the data will get to that tipping point where we can put a resource out there in the market. And I imagine that'll be sometime next year. Okay, that's great. So you've had a bit of a delay with COVID as with everything else, five rigs gone down to three, you soon soon get back up to five. Any intention with this new raise to, you know, get more rigs on there? Yeah, there, there is quite a bit of discussion about that internally. I think we'll be back up to full rig strength here uh, within about a month. And then beyond that, um, you know, we'd like to get some more news out to the market. Obviously, we've been very busy uh, during the COVID time. So we have been issuing news recently quite frequently and there's more uh, news that'll be coming and uh, obviously we'll put some announcements out once we have time to collect our thoughts a little bit think about where some extra drilling will be warranted uh, we'll be messaging that to the market as well okay and um again just on, on covid you know have you been working with i know you i sort of remember the conversation previously working quite closely with the first nations 
making sure that things are being done safely, properly. Yeah, definitely. And we also recently signed a, like a long-term sort of benefits agreement with the First Nations mm. uh, groups that are near the project. So that puts a direct economic benefit into their hands. And, mm. uh, you know, not for us to say how the money will be spent at all. We'll just be able to support, you know, various community initiatives there. And uh, that's reflective of the more Great Bear works, the more benefit accrues to the communities. But so far, we haven't had anybody sick on the project. Red Lake had two COVID-19 cases in total. And uh, by restricting the import of external labor, uh, they've kept that down to only two. And that's that's phenomenal. You know, it's a, it's a community that's benefiting from the increased value of gold prices and has not suffered through the pandemic as many other communities have. We, the, the reason we restricted our work was to keep it safe for everybody. And uh, like everybody else, we went through all the restrictions off of separate work and separate accommodation and everything else, uh, like all the other companies have as well. And nobody's gotten sick on our project. Okay, that's really good news. I think it's really, really important that you know, companies do more sensible about this. Um, you're on the TSXB. Is there any benefit to you joining the main board on TSX? Yeah, there could be in time. I think that's a very logical step. Uh, there are listing criteria, which would include, in our case, having that initial resource published. So uh, you can imagine that would, uh, you know, listing on the big board uh, would be part of that growth process. And I would imagine that we could be start looking at that in uh, 2021. And what about internationally? Any thoughts about making this accessible to other exchanges? Yeah, there's been some push to get us, uh, you know, uh, listed in London. Uh, certainly, yeah, there's some interest there. It hasn't been a priority for us, but uh, we have been building our network of contacts overseas. Uh, but we have uh, listed on the OTC uh, QX in the US as well. So uh, the symbol there is GTBAF. Right. Okay. And uh, and again, I think I know the answer to this based on what you said, but I've got to ask the question, which is. Um, I imagine you've had a few phone calls, a few knocks on the door from other companies, maybe interested, but I'm guessing now is not the time, right? I mean, we've had, uh, there's been this really odd process in Great Bear right from the get-go. We had aggressive interest from much larger companies and we could have done um, you know, I can I can list one of the more entertaining uh, deals we could have done would be to option everything we had in Red Lake for $12 million uh, a few years ago. So you can imagine that would have bypassed a slight value appreciation. Uh, but, you know, we, we always have opportunities that come in. Um, we've been performing well and we've been generating consistent shareholder growth. I want that process to continue until the point that we feel that we are fully valued with what we found. We're not there yet. So we're not in a hurry to do anything. Uh, we are uh, basically entertaining a lot of inquiries and conversations and there's been a lot of site visits going on uh, you can imagine it's a typical process on a major discovery but again we're not in a hurry to go down any of those roads because we've been doing so well uh, as is and what about so okay you've talked about the near-term future but you know, i'm trying to get some clues from you as to what what you chris taylor ceo what's what's your end game here do you want to do you want to hang around and get this thing into production um, are you having fun drilling at the moment? I mean, what, 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 why are you getting up every morning? It's, it's, it's kind of funny. What it, I, I get this question a lot. And you understand, I think we just have to be totally realistic that there are no 
discoveries of this size that are operated by independent mining companies or independent junior explorers. It just doesn't happen, right? So, you know, I uh, as time progresses, I mean, we go down the permittings and the, uh, you know, we have community uh, agreements, we have environmental baseline studies, we have metallurgy going on, more advanced work that's all starting up. So we're going down the, the route to go and put this thing into production. And that's my background. I worked for a producing mining company for many years, and I think it's a phenomenal uh, way to move the business. It's just that with what we found, um, whether we'll have that opportunity on, over the long term, well, I hope we have it for a lot longer, uh, but I don't imagine that's a permanent state of affairs. No, and obviously, you know, the, the gold bull market is, is helping producers. You're not a producer, but you've, the share price has been screaming north, uh, which, which is great news. Um, what do you think happens if, if the uh, price of gold pulls back? Think you're going to get affected or that's, it's not part of the equation, so it doesn't matter? Uh, we, we don't move very uh, much in tandem with the gold market. You could see that over the last, last few years. I, you know, I'm a geologist, so I'm not sure what uh, the betas and alphas and other terminology in the markets really is. I don't really care, actually. Uh, but, you know, the bottom line is we have not moved with gold prices very tightly. So, you know, you could have uh, some pullback, I would imagine, if gold goes down. But this is the kind of discovery that, you know, my background as a mining, uh, a mining geologist, uh, this is the kind of deposit that has a lot of flexibility. It would it would, in my mind, have, I don't have any proof for this because I haven't issued the economic studies, but you cannot see multi-ounce or, or you know, half-ounce, multi-ounce material to surface over huge areas <laughs> and uh, not have a lot of economic flexibility built into your discovery. So I see this uh, discovery as having all sorts of different uh, ways that it can be developed and a lot of flexibility around the gold price. So it's not one of these uh, half a gram uh, leverage deals where the gold price has to go up to 1800 bucks to make it work. We, we've been drilling off consistently high grade material across kilometers uh, along this LP discovery and now down to several hundred meters depth. And it's bracketed by a broad, you know, gram to a few gram halo around that, which is that can be uh, hundreds of meters wide. So you could develop it potentially as a bulk tonnage system, as an underground system. I mean, there's lots of ways to skin the cat. That flexibility, I think, would equate to very rapid payback times. And I think that equates to insulation against fluctuations in the gold cycle. Okay. And, and I, I keep saying this. You're a very modest, process-driven guy. I, I, I'd like that. Very humble. Um, a year ago, could you imagine that this is where you'd be? It Scientifically, it was possible uh, to live through it. I think... You know, generally, there's a cult of personality that builds up around CEOs in the industry. I think a lot of it is preposterous. You know, I think uh, a lot of the time, uh, because none of us have x-ray vision and can't see into the ground, we can have good ideas. The most important thing that we can have as CEOs is good people. Because the, the good people and the multiple, you know, strong minds that get employed on a project are really what generate that value. So could I have seen this emerging exactly like it has? Well, it was there in my mind, uh, but to live through the experience of this sort of growth and success is totally different. We owe it to, you know, Bob Singh, our VP Exploration. We owe it to the team of consultants that we use, Romini Exploration uh, in Red Lake. We owe it to a lot of people. Uh, I may have you know, put the company together and initiated the process. And yes, you know, we successfully market and we successfully raise money, but it's not because of Chris Taylor that Great Bear is successful. It's because of all the good people that are involved. And any CEO that tells you different is, you know, full of himself, basically. Never a truer word. Well, Chris, I think you've done a great job. I think the market thinks you've done a great job. And, you know, 
Uh, I wish you continued success. It's been meteoric. Um, like I say, one of a handful of companies that I can look at and go, that's a smart business model with a robust process. Uh, so congrats on that one. Um, let's talk, hopefully not in a year, but maybe a bit sooner, and you can uh, you can t- you can tell us how things are going. I'd very much love to. Yeah, thanks thanks for speaking with me again, and I hope uh, at some point I see you physically as well. Uh, at some point I'll be able to get on a plane. Um, Presumably, COVID will not last forever. Hope not. Hope not. Thanks again, Chris. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.